Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Apostle E.A. Ajay. Apostle E.A. Ajay is the founder and pastor of Devotional Life Church. He is also the founder of the Jesus the Answer campaign and an author of several best-selling books. Devotional Life Church is a vibrant church with people full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to E.A. Ajay. Only the Amen. God is good. Hey, it's like we've come back sort of amen. So I would like to remind us. I would like to remind us of what we are about. I would like to remind us of the purpose of the church. Amen. Sometimes it is easier for us to forget ourselves or what we are really what about. It is easier for things to creep in. Amen. It is even easier for you to put aside the main agenda, the main purpose. We have a purpose. The church has a purpose for us. Amen. There's a purpose why we So I would like to remind us, amen, reminder this morning, amen, a reminder why we not as not only as a church, but people of the Lord. What to God, amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Many people want the church to live their main purpose. The church purpose is to go about the father's business. And many people want the church to leave it and the church to begin at purpose. This Thursday, a lady said to me, Jesus Dancer Campaign said, There's a homeless person. Why don't you go and give him money instead of this? And I said, the entire United Kingdom money, all the benefit is not enough for the homeless person. Would the church money be enough for the homeless person? I said, it's like telling Red Cross uh, cancer research to stop their research and go for the dog. It's two different things. The purpose of the church, only the church can serve it. Amen. The real Christian God Christians can play what? That rule. Amen. So we give God. So I will to remind us. Amen. A, rem- a reminder. A reminder. A reminder. Do not from the perspective of talking to you as a Christian, not as a worldly person. But there are two things to remember. And there's one that goes for the worldly person, and there's one that goes for the Christian as well. Amen. So I'm coming from the angle. I'm talking to you as a believer, as someone who knows, as someone who is aware of God. And you must remember that on this earth, we are strangers on this earth. Strangers on what? This earth. This F is temporary. This is, is temporary. This F forever. You will leave this F. No matter what you do, you will leave this F. But the reason why I'm saying you are a stranger on F, that you must always remind yourself, or we must remind ourselves that we are strangers, is because when we leave this F, where we actually belong. 
say a stranger means you don't belong here. You belong somewhere, but you are a stranger here. Meaning you wear what? Belong. You will go to where you belong. Look at it for yourself. First, chapter 29, 14 to 16. So for we Christians or humanity must be mindful of this. And it's because we are strangers on this. It's because this earth is temporary. It's because there is a place to go. That is why God brought salvation. Amen. A bridge. Amen. First Chronicles chapter 29, 14 to 16. Hallelujah. Amen. But who am mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. and what is my people mm-hmm. that we should from you and we have given you only that we have given you only what comes from your hand. Mm-hmm. We are foreigners and strangers in your sight, mm-hmm. as were all our ancestors. Our days on earth are like a shadow without hope. So it said he was talking to God when they gave offering to God. And he said, who are we to give you offering? Basically, it is what you've given us that we've given you some. But then he said, we are strangers and foreigners. Other versions say sojourners before you on earth so on this earth we are strangers we are strangers you will leave the earth you will leave the earth and you must remember that you are a stranger on earth now hebrews chapter 11 verse 13 to 16 understood that when we leave this earth we go to a destination a real place who cease existing on this earth and that will be the end can i use your mic amen not like you just leave it please yeah not like you cease existing on this earth and that will be the end you are a stranger here meaning you move from this earth to another place where actually for we christian we are supposed to belong look at it let's read it amen you must remember this Amen. Please read it for me. Hebrews chapter 11, 13 to 16. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. All these people Mm -hmm. were still living by faith Mm -hmm. when they died. Mm -hmm. They did not receive the things promised. Mm -hmm. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, Mm -hmm. admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. Not the word admitting, accepting, because that is the fact that they are foreigners and strangers on earth. Okay, this... The people he was talking about, he was talking about the fathers of faith, people that God himself, when you look at the names he mentioned, Abraham, all those people. So he said they admitted that they were foreigners, sojourners on earth. Mm -hmm. Please continue. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had the opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city Amen. for them. So he said they admitted that they are strangers. They are living temporary on earth. And they were looking forward for their own country, their original country. And he said it is not this country. Because if it was this earth, they would have returned back. But a heavenly what? 
one. Mm -hmm. So we are strangers on earth and we will be transit, we will go to where we belong, Amen. which is heaven. Amen. You must remember that. It is very important that you remember that. So he said that the, the country they were looking forward for was not this earth, a heavenly one. Mm -hmm. a heavenly one, mm -hmm. and they admitted, meaning they were aware that they are strangers, that in a few years they will exist no more on earth, that whatever they achieve on this earth, they will leave it behind. Mm -hmm. They will leave it behind. My father left a house, left a house behind when he died. My mother also left the house. My father's house is in ruin. Because before my father died, the house was full of strangers. So when he died, it's still full of strangers. And don't get me wrong, these are strangers, are poor people. Because normally you have the poor people. So they cannot even renovate the house. So the house is, when you go, I mean, <laughs> I mean, condemn. My sister said we won't sell the house because my father said we shouldn't sell the house. So we won't sell the house. But when you go to the house, it has turned into, the house has turned into slum. You see? It has turned into slum. He has left the house. None of his children are there. He, he was a stranger on earth. His real city was a heavenly one. Whether he prepared for it or not is another issue. Amen. And Amen. Jesus said the same thing. Jesus said the same thing. In uh, First Peter, let's read it. No, sorry, John chapter 14, verse 2 to 3. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. But I like how he said, he said, if it wasn't so, I would have told you. So there's a place. That is where we Christians, we belong. But no human being belongs to earth. Every human being on earth is a stranger. A sojourner. The word, I prefer the word sojourner, meaning you are passing through, meaning you are on this journey, you are traveling, but for whatever reason, when you got here, you, you are here, you've set here for a season. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And we have to be reminded of this. We have to be mindful of this. We must always be aware of this. This is an important key. John 14, 2 to 3. Hallelujah. Look at what Jesus said. Mm -hmm. My father's house has many rooms. Mm -hmm. If that were not so, mm -hmm. would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? So and said, if it wasn't so, I wouldn't have told them going there to prepare what? A, a place. place for you. That is the place Hebrew called what? The heavenly what? City mm -hmm. or country. Please finish it. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. For we Christians, we will be where he is. So meaning, when we die, that is not the end. Meaning, we will never, ever remain on this earth forever. I'm here to see someone who has remained on this earth forever. <laughs> yeah. So we, we have to be mindful in our actions, in our thoughts, in our choices, we have to be mindful that this F is temporary. Amen. This F is temporary. And that we will go to a place. Amen. Praise the Lord. That this F is what? Temporary. And we will go to what? A place. Maybe if you lower my mic, I'll be a little bit fine. Please. Amen. Uh, it's temporary. 
it looks like many people are not aware that F it, it looks like look at our choices our decision the things we fight or the things we sacrifice for nothing it like you, you are not aware go possess the ever but I think another do death is the sure thing is this the same Mike no different one death is the sure thing everyone will die and the Bible say after death after you die there is judgment Hebrews Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27 and how Hebrews put it say it is appointed meaning everyone would die that, that is one thing we can all guarantee that will happen to all of us we cannot guarantee that all of us will see 100,000 in our account mm. we cannot guarantee that all of us will experience a certain miracle mm. but with death I can guarantee that all of us will face it that's why Hebrews say appointed unto man it's, there's a time appointment when the time comes no matter what you do you go Please read it for me. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Hebrews chapter 9, verse mm -hmm. 27. Mm -hmm. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. Appointed that you will die. But when you die, that is not the end. It's you have to be transited. Amen. Amen. So that is why you must live on this earth as a person who will die one day. And that when you die, when you die, you will face judgment. When you die, you face judgment. Many people don't want to think of death, but you have to. David said, teach me to number my days. If you are aware that you will die one day, you, you live wisely. One brother, he has a problem. I was praying with him and anointed his eyes because he didn't dream. I pray that God should open his eyes and speak to him. And he began to dream. And now he said to me, but I don't know whether the dream is a good thing or what. I said, why? Because the things he was seeing was all negative about himself, his life. And he said, I said, but whether you see it or not, it is there. It is there. The only thing is, you are not aware, so you can't do anything about it. I said, but it makes me af afraid. I said, you shouldn't be afraid. You want to live like deceive yourself that is there. It's like, but it is there. So whether we think of it or not, death is there. Death is there. But when you die, say judgment, judgment. But I, I'm not interested in the judgment today. My interest is that you must be aware that death is temporary. You are walking through it. And one day you will die. And when you die, there will be judgment. Because of that, you must prepare on earth to meet your maker. Because Amos, let's read Amos, please. Amos chapter 4, verse 12 says, we should prepare to meet our maker. Why prepare to meet your maker? Because when you die, there is judgment. Because your death is meant to bring a transition, either to heaven or hell. That is not the end of it. Amos 4, verse 12. Hallelujah. Amen. Amos 4, verse 12. Mm -hmm. Therefore, this is what I will do 
to you, mm -hmm. Israel. And because I will do this to you, Israel, prepare to meet your God. Amen. Prepare to meet what? Your, your God. God. Are you prepared? You must always live prepared. You must always live what? Prepare. We all pray that we will go at the right time. But you don't know what the right time is. There's no guarantee you'll be 70. John the Baptist died 30-something. Christ himself, 30-something. Every great tree, brown leaves fall, green leaves what? Fall. My sister, the last time I saw my elder sister, she came to London from uh, where? Holland. They've gone to buy a barrel place, pay for burial for the husband. Because they live in Ghana, and the husband said, when I die, I want to be buried in my hometown, beside my parents. So she was so sure, they were so sure that the husband would die first. But she's dead. The husband is still alive. Yeah. She's dead over seven years now. The husband is still alive. You see? She was so strong, because she was far younger than the husband. So she was so sure they were, that she would bury the husband. But she's dead. And she thought she was a strong believer than the husband. But the husband is still alive. I spoke to her, the husband, this week. Still alive. <laughs> you see, so he said, prepare to meet what? Your maker. maker. Why? Because after death, there is judgment. judgment. Why that? Because here you are sojourner on earth is temporary. Your real place is meant or is heaven. I'm speaking to you as a believer. If I was speaking to an unbeliever, I'd say, hell or heaven. By you, is heaven. But you must prepare so that you make it. And I'm reminding us, because this is the entire purpose. This is the entire what? Purpose. Amen. So because of that, you must lay treasures in heaven. Because heaven... The Bible said that is where we belong, isn't it? Yes. So you must do things that have eternal value. You must lay treasures in heaven so that when you leave this earth, when you get to heaven, you have treasures in heaven. In heaven, we will all not be at the same place. We will all not be the same. Heaven is a real place. Jesus said, I go to prepare what? A place for you. Yeah. I said there are many rooms. Mm -hmm. I go to prepare for you. Amen. So heaven is a city. We have a book on heaven. When you read it, heaven is a real city. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So if you have to prepare to meet your maker, it means that as you prepare on this earth, which you are to, but remember the real pension, what will you do? We all think about pension, but there's an eternal pension. As we lay treasures for our pension, are you laying treasure for your eternal pension? Because that matters. Because that is everlasting. This is temporary. And look at what Jesus said, Matthew chapter 6, 19 to 20. Matthew chapter 6, 19 to 20. Matthew chapter 6, 19 to 20. Hallelujah. Amen. Matthew chapter 6, mm -hmm. 19 to 20. Mm -hmm. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Amen. 
to the 20. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. So by this scripture, the way we store treasures on earth, on earth you are also able to store treasures in, in heaven. heaven. Jesus was speaking to them and said, do not store treasures on earth, because move and thieves can take, but store treasures in what? Have meaning on earth. Your activities, by your activities, you can store what? Treasures in heaven. Are you storing treasures in heaven as well? Because that is the eternity. Mm. Many Christians are not storing treasures in heaven. So even if you should make it in heaven, when you read the Bible, I don't want to go into heaven, but in heaven, we will be rewarded differently according. The Bible says some will feel ashamed even when they make it to heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Because you get there, you realize that you've wasted resources. You realize that you realize that you didn't use your time wisely. Yeah. But everything is eternal. So whilst we are living on earth, we must make sure we store treasures in heaven. You can store treasures in heaven because it is clear. He said what? Lay for yourself treasures in what? In heaven. heaven. And that one is eternal. Look at Luke chapter 12, verse 33. When the rich man came to Jesus and he said, I'm good, blah, 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 I want to follow you. Jesus said, go and sell all your possession and give it to the poor. And you will lay treasures for yourself what? in heaven. So it means in contest with him, doing that will give him certain treasures in heaven. It means that you can also lay treasures in heaven by giving to the poor. Of course, there are a lot of ways to give treasures in heaven, but that's not. But this is just to give us the reality that on earth, you are to make sure you lay treasures for yourself in heaven. Just as you are laying treasures here and for your pension, you must be aware of heaven as well. Because that is the eternal place. Here is temporary. Please read it for me. Luke 12, mm-hmm. 33. Mm-hmm. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Mm-hmm. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out. A treasure in heaven that will never fall, fail. Where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. So he said, a treasure in heaven by doing that. But then he even used the word purses for yourself in heaven. It means it's possible to get to heaven and your purse is empty. You are heavily poor. No, I didn't say you say purses for yourself in heaven. Are you providing it for yourself? You can only do it whilst you are what? On earth. And that is the entire purpose of the church. That is the entire purpose of Christ's coming. That is the entire purpose of salvation, of his sacrifice. To make us aware that there is life after death, which is what? Eternal. And we mustn't forget this. We mustn't what? Forget this. I like First Timothy. Amen. First Timothy chapter 6, 17 to 19. The reason why I'm showing you this is just to let you know that there are things you do that might not have earthly value, 
but I have eternal value. For example, it says, sell and give it to the poor, and you have treasures in what? In, on earth, that particular thing is as if he is lost, but he has value in heaven. Like the other day, I don't know, I was telling a sister, I said, the more the tongues, it doesn't make sense on earth, but the more the mm-hmm. spiritual activity looks foolish on earth, the more it has value in heaven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because God said, "Is it what men, any men, what men like are an abomination to Him?" Mm. <laughs> so many of the things we value on earth, God doesn't value. It's just among us. Matter of fact, we create value. Uh, how can diamond be expensive <laughs> than good? I'm not against diamond, but I'm just saying that small thing. For now, I cannot even see the difference between a diamond and a crystal. <laughs> no, when I see it, I don't know the difference the same yeah but i saw a ring two rings <laughs> two rings <laughs> they say one is 150 pounds and one is thousand two hey the rings look the same but one they say has 0.4 carat diamond in it but hey, it looks the same almost crystal is <laughs> it we've placed value on it we have placed value on it we, we have placed value on it like air because air is everywhere it has no value but we've placed value on water. You see, so I'm just saying this, a lot of things that have earthly value does not necessarily have what? Heavenly what? Value. So you must be aware of things that have heavenly value and make sure on earth you do those things so that you have a place in heaven because that is eternity. That is where we belong. Maybe you are above going to hell. But when you get there, will you have peace there? Amen. Please read it. Let's read it. So, look at it. He was speaking to the rich people. Look at what he told them. Mm-hmm. First Timothy mm-hmm. six verse nineteen. Mm-hmm. Six seventeen to nineteen. Seventeen to nineteen. Mm-hmm. Command those who are rich in this present world mm-hmm. not to be arrogant, mm-hmm. nor to put their hope in wealth, mm-hmm. which is so uncertain, mm-hmm. but to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Mm -hmm. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. Why? In this way, they they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age. Amen. See, God is not against riches. Was he against it? No. No. But I say, if you are rich, you have an advantage. You can use your riches towards God towards good, so that by that you lay what? Treasures for yourself in where? Heaven. Heaven. The only reason we read this is to show us that there are things that when you do, you are laying treasure for yourself in heaven. Yeah. Yeah, in heaven. There are things that you do. There are things that I've heard, I can't speak it, because maybe you will not understand it. Maybe you cannot handle it. And I cannot show you a scripture here to, to show you or maybe I have to use a lot of scripture. Yeah. A woman died and he came back to earth. And the Lord said to me, his house, her house has not been completed. Yeah. On earth he was playing. But I believe because he said there are many mansions. There are many mansions. Say so I go to prepare a place. He didn't say already prepared. Mm. Prepare a place. 
If you were not saved, you didn't have a place, isn't it there? But once you are saved, a place begins to be prepared. I went to a great woman of God, a, a prophetess, a great woman of God. There's no way she can lie to me. We're talking. I went to her as a pastor. We're talking. We're talking. And she said, listen, my son, anytime somebody give me money, because she doesn't have a church, she's a prophet in the house. Anytime somebody give me money, I take 10%. And I ask God, what do you want me to do? And God will show me what to do. Or sometimes God will say, I should put it out. Because sometimes poor people come to her. They finish serving and the people are sitting. She wants to eat, they are sitting. Or, you know, they don't have transport. <laughs> she lives in Ghana anyway. And he said, listen, so God told me. So she said one day, God said to her, you are very wise. Your house is being built. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see why she would lie to me. And anyway, it doesn't contradict the scriptures. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. T. Osborne said when he had a visit in heaven, there were different community category in heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Duncan Williams said when he had a visit, Archbishop Duncan Williams said when he had a visit in heaven, he saw what? He saw a range over in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He said he saw it in heaven. We've got in this church, we have nine, then the child was maybe nine, 11 years. That brought us vision about heaven. Mm. How he saw the lamb. Who is Christ? How will, he, how will she know? Mm. So heaven is real. Myself, one day I was praying, early, I was praying, uh, it was an online seven. Then I saw a road with street to lights. I said, Lord, what is this? And he said, a glimpse of heaven. A glimpse of heaven. But anyway, the Bible said the road, they are paved, isn't it? With gold. I mean, it, it's not far-fetched because to you, sand is common, mm. isn't it? Mm. But do you know, I'm privileged to live in Ghana. When I go to Ghana, there are people I've spoken to, I said, in London, everywhere is paved, and they can't believe it. They can't believe that London everywhere is paved. Because in Ghana, everywhere is sand. So when I told them that everywhere is paid, they cannot believe it. This is Ghana and London. So imagine the earth and heaven. Mm. Yeah. One time I used to have a pub. I said, they were giving light off. I said, you know, London, no light off. Not like no light off. They said, are you sure? I said, oh, <laughs> no light off. You see, they can't believe it. Because Ghana, I mean, when you go a year without light off, it's a miracle. <laughs> yeah. It is a miracle. And most African can. So even when I said there's no light up, they can't believe it. I said when there's light up, it will be news. <laughs> they can't believe it. You see, so when Bible say in heaven, there's neither day or night. You, you think, but it is real. It is real. You see, so there is a place to go. You must prepare and make sure your main treasures are there. That your treasures will not only be on earth. What you live on earth... One brother, I was speaking to him, and I told him, you see, from history, when parents die, there's all, when they have property, many a times, there's always fight. I said, I see that happening. He always said, no, blah, blah, blah. But when her parent, his parents died, the same thing, fight over the property, injunction over the property. One, one, one pastor bought the house. She really loved the house. Finally, Barclays pulled back the mortgage. Why? Finally, they realized there was an injunction on the house. 
and the woman say, I don't have money, so I'm not going to court now. So the house is just the decaying. The owner is dead. Vanity. You see, it served a purpose. Don't get me wrong. It served a purpose. But all the treasures here, note that it is temporary. It must be for your comfort and for your enjoyment. God gave it to you. But you must make sure you also lay a treasure where you finally be. Because that is what? Everlasting. Other than that, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. And I want to remind us of this what? Reality. Revelation chapter 14, verse 13. It said, the dead in Christ, note, look how he said it. He said, they rest from their work. This is the dead in Christ, in Christ. Those that do not die in Christ, they will not rest from their work. Remember, they are going to eternal damnation, suffering. But in Christ, you rest. But the key said, only your works will follow you. Please read it. And what are your works? Your works are things that you did on earth that has eternal value. Marriage will not follow you. Marriage has no eternal value. But how you treat your partner might follow you. You understand? Car will not follow you. Car has no eternal value. But what you use your car for might, might follow you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Read it for me, please. You understand? Revelation 14, verse 13. Hallelujah. Amen. And I heard a voice from heaven saying mm-hmm. unto me, Right, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. No, though you are dead, but God say blessed. <laughs> Why? Why? And we, we, when people die, we cry. But God say blessed are the dead in Christ. Because what were you thinking? You live forever. Hmm. You will die. You must die. But if you are in Christ, when you die, it's a blessing. Hmm. Because you, you, you go to rest. Eh? From henceforth. From henceforth. Mm-hmm. Yea, saith the Spirit, mm. that they may rest from their labors. Why is it a blessing? Because now you rest from all these labors mm-hmm. of F. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why the Bible to us, death is what? Gain. Because yeah. <laughs> we, we are going, there's a real life. Mm-hmm. And their works do follow them. And note, their works, their works do follow them. So works are things that you did because of Christ for Christ, or you didn't do because of Christ for Christ. Those are your works, things for God. That is what will follow you. That will follow you. That will follow you. Mm -hmm. So you must have works here. Many people mix it with works for salvation. That's not what we are talking. We are talking about things with eternal value, laying treasures. So just as intentionally we do things on earth, for the value of earth. Just as we struggle, we sweat, we suffer for things on earth. If you want things in heaven, you must do the same. Don't tell me we all struggle and suffer for the things on earth. People stab themselves because they want to lose weight. People, people <laughs> exercise, they are tired and because they don't, they, they don't, they want a flat tummy. Are you not suffering for it on earth? God is not against it. But why is that when, because you want something good. It's the same, you might need to suffer for the heavenly one. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. We wear the hill. We cannot walk in it, <laughs> but we wear the hill. Hey. Hey. We buy the hill, we wear it once, it is there. We are suffering for it. 
You see? So to also lay treasures in heaven or do things with eternal value, you must put in effort. You won't get it because nothing good you want to get. You see how we humans are. Even if the thing you is good, you just get you. You, won't, you don't want it again. You don't want it again. You let, uh, what is one of the current designers? Amani. Let's Amani drop his prizes to like. The same quality, everything. Let them drop their prices. Just like, don't misunderstand, but we all know that Amani is expensive than Primark. Just like Primark. All of you won't like Amani again. You won't respect, because now it is, anyone can get it, isn't it? That is human. We like scarcity. Yeah, we like things that are hard. We put value on things that are hard. That is human. Please, do we get it? Yeah. God is not against riches. No, no, no. God, is, remember, God is not against riches. Isaiah 45, verse 3. He said, I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches. So God is not against you becoming rich. In fact, you have to be rich. Amen. Because if you are rich, no matter how wicked you are, the church will benefit. Amen. God will benefit. No matter how wicked Amen. you are, you give five pounds, you give ten pounds. So God is not against riches. Look at it. Isaiah 55, 45 verse 3, please. Mm -hmm. I will give you hidden treasures, mm -hmm. riches stored in secret places. What did he say? I will give you riches, mm -hmm. riches stored in what? Secret places. places. I will give you. So God, if it's against riches or if it is bad or evil to be rich, he will not say, I will give you what? Riches. riches. Matter of fact, when you look at Second Corinthians, let's read this. Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse nine. It says, "Jesus." It said, "The grace of Jesus is that He became poor, so that we will become what? Rich. rich." One time, I showed this to a brother who was saying, "Oh, riches is nothing." I said, "No, it is something. It's part of the grace of God." I show him to this scripture. He tried to misinterpret the scripture. I said, "This scripture doesn't need interpretation." He said, "He became poor that will be rich." He didn't say even prosperity that you try to mean that. Oh, prosperity means this riches. So God is not against what riches. riches. Please read it for us. Second Corinthians eight verse nine. Mm -hmm. For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. that thou, though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. Why? That ye through his poverty might be rich. Rich. So he's for riches. But you must live on earth, even though you follow riches, even though as you become rich, that there's another place that you must lay treasure there. So God is not against riches. There's no virtue in poverty. There's no virtue in poverty. I'm yet to see someone say, I want to be poor. I've seen people say, I don't want to be rich. But I haven't seen anybody start saying, I want to be poor. And many of us in England, you haven't seen poverty. If you travel to somewhere, Africa, India, Asia, you will see what poverty is. <laughs> Amen. So God is not against riches, but all the Bible is saying that remember that you're a stranger here, that as you acquire riches, lay treasures in heaven. As you buy a car, which is good, as you build house, which is good, as you own house, which is good, businesses, which is good, note that you will leave it, you will leave it. And where you go is where you'll be forever. So as you are buying it here, intentionally, 
do things that when you go, you have their good thing. God is not against riches. He's not against riches. He said he will give it to you. Say that, so when we talk about the grace of, grace of Christ Jesus, one is that through his word, poverty, we will be rich. Amen. So poor Christians haven't received that grace yet. <laughs> anyway, riches differ, isn't it? Mm. Because many of us, like, for example, many of us think of ourselves, you are not rich yet, but you when you go to some place like Jamaica, they consider you very rich. So it's a riches itself. That I say many of you, you are not poor. <laughs> anyway, but I'm just saying that God is not against what? Riches. But he's just telling you that you are temporary here. So you must think of your eternal pension. God is not against working. He's not against your work. Many Christian people thought as if God is against work. He's not against work. Matter of fact, it is him who said, a hand that should, does not work should not work. It's 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 10. So laying eternal treasure has got nothing to do with work. Matter of fact, work, all those things are basic. It, it is basic. Amen. So God is not against you working wherever. But remember your maker. Remember that you face what? Your maker. You must prepare. So no matter the work you do, no matter the jobs you do, you must remember what is the job for? To lay eternal treasures here. What about uh, to lay treasures on this earth? Where will rot, moat? I just gave you an example of my mother's one. One sister told me their parent house is being sold and the price has been reduced drastically because when whoever will buy the house, a lot of work needs to be done mm. on the house. Yeah. That's what Jesus means. Rust, moat, it loses value. Amen. So God is not against work. No, no, no. You must work. In other words, when you don't work, you must die. Because if you don't eat, what will eventually happen? Read, read it. Let's read it. Amen. Second Thessalonians mm -hmm. 3, verse, verse 10. 10. Mm -hmm. For even when we were with you, mm -hmm. we gave you this rule. Mm -hmm. The one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. The one that is unwilling to work shall not what? Eat. eat. So God is not what? Against what? Work. work. When you read Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 12, it says, I will bless all the work of oh, thy hand. He loved work to the extent that his blessing is connected to your work you do. So many people, if you don't work, you won't see the blessing of God, especially financially. So mm -hmm. if he's against work, will he say he will bless the work of your hands? No. Read it. So God is not against earth. Eternity is no excuse for not working. Mm -hmm. And if you truly want to serve God and follow God, work will not be a problem. Mm -hmm. Work should be. Because like in this church for now, how many times do we come here? Twice a week. Yeah. Today, let's say three hours, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Tuesday, two hours. Or let's say three hours. How many? Six, Six. hours. The whole week, isn't it? Yeah. Six hours. Think of it. One day, you have 24 hours. How can the six hours distract you from your work? <laughs> How? Mm. A week, how many hours you have? 24 times 7. They'll do the calculation. How can six hours? But many Christians talk and behave and sound as if God, or for them to follow God, means problem with work. It is not true. Not at all. Not at all. All my life I've worked. When I was called, even as a pastor now, every now and then I have to work. 
every now and then the calculation, negatives come, and I have to work. Even though I'm working, I'm working. I'm talking about secular work in addition to this. So how can six hours prevent you? Did you do that calculation, though? No, it should be more than 90. 24 times 7. Hey, we have mathematicians. <laughs> hey. 168. And you, you let's just stay just eight hours a week. Eight hours a week for God fellowshipping. What happened to the 160? You see, so God is not against work. He even said, you, if you don't work, you shouldn't eat. But that shouldn't be an excuse for us not to be able to serve, to, to, to live as what? Sojourners on earth, to prepare for eternity and lay treasures for eternity. Please read it. Deuteronomy 28, verse 12. Yeah. The Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, mm -hmm. to send rain on your land in season, mm -hmm. and to bless all the work of your hands. To bless all the work. So God is not against work. So what, what is the excuse for us Christians not to be able to live on this earth as strangers and serve God? I'm drawing us to attention. I'm drawing ourselves. Yeah, it might come with a sacrifice. Maybe because of church, you would like to have a Monday off, but because of church, you might not have a Sunday off. But you still get your off. Is it a price too high to pay for your God? Or maybe you like to work at job A, but because of this, you have to work at job B. Is it price? You're still working. And if you are doing for God, you get a good job. Yeah. But I'm trying to say that God is not against work. God is not against riches. So our quest for riches and work should not be an excuse. We shouldn't allow the enemy to. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Because, see, there's a place for us to go. And that place is sure. Eternity. If it wasn't for that, the church would not matter. Then Christ will not matter because almost every earthly thing you can get it even illegally or by wrongdoing. Many rich people are corrupt people, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So all those things are plus. God is not against marriage or your partner. Hebrews 11, uh, 13, verse 4. It is Hebrews 13, verse 4 that says, Marriage is what? Honorable. Mm -hmm. So if marriage is honorable, God is not what? Against it. And people sound as if because of marriage or, or the more closer they get to God, meaning like marriage is, no, 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 no. I'm bringing all these things for us to come to remind ourselves that no, no, nothing should be able to. Please read it. Hebrews 13, verse 4. Mm -hmm. Marriage is honorable in all, mm -hmm. and the bed undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers God will judge. So you say marriage is what? Honorable. So God is not against what? And under the Bible not say it is honorable. Because mm. the Bible says anything that is honorable, anything that is holy, we should give ourselves to. And Jesus said in Matthew chapter 19, 5 to 6, in Matthew chapter 19, 5 to 6, in a summary, he said, 
what God has joined together, let, let no man what put asunder. aside. So God is against divorce. So he is for marriage. But why do we act and behave as, if, as we come to God, as we serve him, as we attend church, it will affect our marriage? No, no, no. It will rather make our marriage good. Because he is for it. He is against divorce. Please read it for us. Matthew 19, mm -hmm. verse 6. Mm -hmm. Wherefore, there are no more twain but one flesh. Okay. What therefore God hath joined together, let, no, let not man put asunder. Amen. Amen. I'm bringing all this thing up to let you know that the same things that you want, God wanted for you. And going for those things should not cost you to miss your salvation or not to lay eternal treasures. You can have these things fully and have eternal treasures fully. You don't need to sacrifice this thing to have eternal treasures because, but it is easier to think otherwise, to think that you can blah, 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 because it's the enemy. So I'm drawing your mind what? To it. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. He, he wants it for you. Isn't it, the way, isn't it in church that when we are uh, married, we make it a big issue? Mm. Isn't it the church? Mm -hmm. You hear the wedding, car, decoration, noise. Yeah. <laughs> One lady said to me, see, the husband called me, <laughs> and they, they, she wanted to divorce. So I went to the house. I went to sit down. The moment I sit down, she was in her bedroom. The kids called her, Pastor Fo is here. I'm coming. She took her time. She came. <laughs> <laughs> and when she came, when she came, this is a true story. I experienced it myself. When she came, uh, the moment she sat down, I went to hell. The moment she sat down, I said, uh, Pastor Fo, if you come to talk about my marriage, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, and that is why I went. <laughs> God, the husband called me. That is why I went. Yeah. She knew I'm coming to say, do not divorce. The Bible said, don't divorce. Try and work it out. And she has made up her mind that she will divorce. So she said, if that is why I've come. I couldn't say anything. <laughs> I said, okay. God, that is why I came. So, I, okay. Then later, that was it. Anyway, they are, they've divorced. But I said, I went as a man of God. And what was I going to say? God doesn't want you to divorce. So try not to. Is this a bad thing? No. So God is for what? Marriage. Marriage. Mm -hmm. So that shouldn't, will not, shouldn't prevent you. Or you, you not like when you, you, you have that, you cannot lay treasure. Or when you are laying treasures in heaven, you cannot have that. What, what is it? Is it family? First Timothy chapter 5 verse 8 says, if you do not provide for your own household, you are worse than an unbeliever. unbeliever. So not like God is taking you away from your family or not like to serve God or to live wisely as a sojourner by making treasures heaven will cost your family. No. I'm just drawing out my God. These are some of the things like when you talk to Christians, they sound as if if they are going to commit to God or they are going to walk in the Lord or walk and make sure their salvation is committed, like they will lose these things, which is far from that. It is never true. It's like, where are these lies coming from? It's like, where do you get these ideas from? Look, look at it. Amen. 
1 Timothy chapter 5, mm -hmm. verse 8, mm -hmm. anyone who does not provide for their relatives and especially for their own household has denied the faith and so is worse. So isn't God for your relatives mm -hmm. and your household? And the kids and the kids. Hey, the kids even sleep at 12 o'clock. 12 midnight. <laughs> at 9 o'clock you talk. Hey, what I'm trying to say is that, listen, there's no reason or if you honestly want, want to lay treasures abroad um, in heaven, it won't cost you any good thing on this earth. It's a choice. It is a choice. But it is real because we are temporary on this earth. Why do we stand here and we praise, praise the Lord? There is a God who, as we are doing this, he's happy. We are pleasing him. We are giving him his glory. Is, that, is this too hurting? Anyway, you do that at the pub, at the club. <laughs> if you are at the food stadium, you are worse. So if you are doing it for eternal value, are you not supposed even to do it well? Because at the stadium, at the club, it's earthly value. Yeah. You see, basically, look at Psalm 37 verse 4. You say, delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of your heart. So, in a certain sense, all things be equal. Any good desire that you want, God will give it to you, not in heaven, on this earth. So, um, we are showing this, say that the fact that you are thinking about eternity doesn't mean you'll be, you'll, you'll be deprived of your desires. No, 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 no. It is a delusion and a lies and a propaganda by Satan to make we think that and his people broadcast that. Mm. Amen. Look at it, Psalm 37 verse 4. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Delight thyself also in the Lord, mm -hmm. and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. The desires, there's S, of your heart, what you desire. You see, and Matthew chapter 6, verse 32 to 33, Jesus said the same thing, but in a different way. Uh, we always say, seek ye first the kingdom of God and blah, blah. But before he said that, he said that these are the things that the worldly people desire. Mm -hmm. But you seek him first, and all those things will be what? Added. So the things the worldly people uh, desire, Christ is not against it. The Range Rover, the big houses, the employment, he will give it to you. But he's just saying that, seek him first. Why that? Because here you're a stranger. The main place is heaven. And say so all these things will be added. So he's not against it. He's not against it. Please read it. Matthew 6, mm -hmm. verse 32 to 33. Yeah. For the pagans run after all these things. Uh -huh. And your heavenly father knows that you need them. No, he knows that you need them on earth. He knows. Eh? But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. All will be given to you. So he said, no, to say the pagans run after these things. Mm. But your heavenly father knows you need it. And all this, so what they are running about. So it doesn't matter if it's the diamond you want. Fair enough, you can have the diamond Amen. in your crease. It's not against it. <laughs> because even they want to buy. He's saying you don't run after it. Because listen, the truth of the matter is, if you're a little bit older, you know that there are things you never have. You can run, even though you've been running after it all your life. 
unless God help you. you by now, I'm sure there are things you've seen that it hasn't worked out. It, it, it hasn't worked out. It won't work out except God help you. You see? So he said, and seek if a way. Because what shall it profit a man if when he gains, gains the whole world and, and loses what? His, soul. his soul? Why is it that? Because your soul will live everlasting, forever. What is earth compared to the soul? It's temporary. So it, will, it doesn't make sense that at the expense of your soul, you will gain anything. So all the Bible is saying that you must gain anything you want to, but never make it at the expense of your soul, because then it will not profit you. Please, are we getting it? Mm-hmm. We have to remind ourselves of these things. God is real. God is real. Many people are talking. Many people are lying. Many people, Satan has also sent preachers. Do we know Satan also has preachers? Yes, Satan yes, also has prophets, yeah. has preachers. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Bible says, uh, Satan comes as what? An angel of what? Light, isn't it? Yeah, the Bible says false brethren, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The Bible says false teachers, false apostles. They will speak otherwise, say, but to draw attention that, listen, to have God and to live by God and intentionally do things with eternal value shouldn't cost you any everything. If anything, you rather get the everything. I tell you. See, the more you are aware of eternal value, the more of a lot of everything lose value for you. And it is scary. Sometimes I experience, I, I, I walk in that realm and I always have to remind myself that as of now you are on earth. Because sometimes I feel like I don't need anything. You see? But because it's a realm. But wisdom teaches me you need it. You have kids. You have family. You don't know how long you live on this earth. So it's a little bit scary. But what I'm trying to say, so you see that even when you buy something, you, you, you just buy it. It's like, not like you need it. It's like it has lost its value. It has, it, it has lost, like, you know, the woman buy you and don't wear it. Yeah, you get things. And it has lost its value. They are on <laughs> it hasn't lost the value, though. I think they like to see it. Amen. I, I, I won't lie to you. I experienced it several times. <laughs> no, it's true. I have to remind myself. I have to tell myself, you are still on F. Yeah, you are still on F. You need it. But a lot of things don't have value. I won't lie to you. It's not a priority. Not like you don't want it or something, but it's the last thing on your mind. You see, but people will not know it. People will not know it. Amen. So I'm just saying this to you. The more you are aware of um, eternal value, the more of every value lose its captivity on you. So the more you become free. You see, and if you follow eternal value, it makes you see the real value on F, and you achieve true value on F. The Bible says a, a righteous person leaves an inheritance mm. for his children. So God wants you to have a property. He wants you to. But you don't sacrifice your soul for property. You don't throw God away for property. Because you can have the property and have God as well. You can have the property and have eternal life. Have what? Treasures in what? Heaven. Heaven. Praise the Lord Jesus. And even on this earth, we must live as people who are aware 
that there are demonic powers on earth. You see, let's read Ephesians 6 verse 12. It says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against these powers, these principalities, spiritual wickedness, authority, rulers of darkness of this world. So you see, you must be aware that there are powers on this earth. You see, and because of that, you as a Christian or as a person, you also need a power, the power of God. Because I'm telling you, these powers, without God, we are no match for them. Mm-hmm. You see, so apart from the eternal value, because today is a reminder, a reminder, apart from the eternal value, we need God whilst we're on earth. Yeah. Look at, read it for me, please. Ephesians 6, verse 12. Mm-hmm. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, mm-hmm. but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, mm-hmm. against spiritual wickedness in high places. And these are, these are not flesh and blood, so meaning these are spirit beings. So as you are there, you don't know. But for all you know, there are spirit beings that have been fighting, that will be fighting, that will come to what? Fight you. Mm. Without God, you won't be a match for yeah. them. When we read First Peter chapter 5, verse 8, it says Satan is looking for one to it destroy. So you, you are a target, or you might be a target. We pray that you don't become a target. But it says he's looking for one he, he could what? devour. Mm-hmm. So it means when he look at you and is able to, he won't. So I'm just saying that we are to live on this earth and be aware of this. And because of this, we need the power of God. Please read it for us. First Peter 5 verse 8. Hallelujah. Amen. Be alert mm-hmm. and of sober mind. Mm-hmm. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, mm-hmm. looking for someone to devour. Looking for someone to devour. That version says, seeking for the one he may what? Devour. So that, that's reality. You are not mad for Satan. I tell you, the demons are real. Yeah, demons are real. Demons are real. They are very real. Anything that is wicked in this earth, they, they can do it. Mm. And they've been doing it. You see, so, so if you're on earth, you would need God. You need God. You see, some of us, if it was me, if it wasn't for God, I'll be blind by now. I know it. I'll be blind by now. Yeah. <laughs> so me, I know what God has done for me. See, let me show you something. I was in church and a prophet came to church. The prophet doesn't know me. The prophet said, uh, no, I, I was in church. My wife was in church. I was in church that then the prophet came. And she said to my wife, oh, I see you crying, standing beside your husband. And he's blind. Uh, and, he, and he said, uh, your, your husband's family, they have blind men, like blind people in their family. And I've seen that it has been invoked against your husband. And that was it. And my wife called me. She told me, I said, oh, we don't have any blind people in our family. Say, we don't have any <laughs> blind people in our family. That we don't have any blind people. But for some reason, and I meant to, I don't know any blind person in our family. But for some reason, I called my sister. I said, ah, 
do we have blind people in our family? <laughs> my sister said, oh, yes. I said, where? So, you see, my father and my mother divorced when I was five years. So it is my mother who brought me what? Up. So I wasn't aware of my father's side. The only time I went to my father's uh, hometown when, when he died for his bearer, you understand? So my sister said, oh, yes, your father's side. And there are a lot of blind. So my sister started mentioning the blind people who are alive. Who are alive. Yeah. I said, wow. Okay. The prophet prayed, that was it. Now, about maybe a year or two time, I want to wake up. Even if you look at my eye very well, one is very small than the other. Yeah. So the smaller one, all of a sudden, will not see. I went to the doctor. They said they don't see anything, even though it was sweat or like something on it. They, they showed me another doctor to go to. I went, Asian woman. And you see, she spoke the words, you know, she spoke the words, and I, up to now, I cannot believe that she said that to me. She said, nothing, not, he said, there's nothing that when we do for your eyes that will work. Just you sort. Yeah. Just, and before she said it, me to have been praying on sort and using it. And that was the end of the issue. Yeah. I believe God showed me that he has delivered me. Amen. I can tell you story after story about myself. Some of us, it may be marriage. Some of us, it may be sickness, blah, blah. But I'm saying, without God, you'll be surprised. So on earth, we need God. I know a lot of people that when they came to God, God has healed them. Mm -hmm. they, they could hear voices. God has healed them. This and this. God has healed them. So there are powers. So we must be aware and know that even on this earth, we need God. God doesn't need us. Please. That is the whole agenda. That is the whole agenda. And we must also know that there are wicked people on this earth. And those wicked, these are human beings. They can do you wicked. Look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 2. It said, pray that God will deliver you from wicked and unreasonable what? Men. Mm -hmm. How many innocent people have just died? How many people told their parents, I'm coming, they went and didn't come back again? By an, a wicked act. Yeah. How many women world has been turned around because a man disappointed them? Mm. Yeah. How many people have been frauded? So there's wickedness. And many of the time, without God, we'll become a victim to these wicked people. So I'm just saying this to remind us that these are the real things, the things God really does, no person can do. Even though he will do things others can do. But the issues are stake. No money can solve it. It will take God. Amen. There's a lady, she calls me every Friday. Her whole house is sick. She's the only normal person, and she that she's normal has mental issues. You know, she's not sound. The whole house, the child, the wife, uh, the, uh, the husband, the children, all sorts of sickness you find there. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Please read it for me. Second Thessalonians 3, verse 2. Mm -hmm. And pray that we may be delivered from wicked and evil people. So there are wicked and evil people. Uh, Adam, as you say, unreasonable men. Mm-hmm. 
And many of them, it will take only God to deliver us from it. Amen. Because some of them are right in front of your mm-hmm. door. Some of them are in, in your closet. Yes. Yeah, some of them are by your children. Mm-hmm. You have to take God. So I'm just saying that we must be aware of this, that if you're on this earth, we need God. Amen. Mm-hmm. We need God. Some of us, if God don't help us, we can't own a property. Everybody in their case. Some of us, if God don't help us, we can't marry. Some of us, if God don't help us, even to get good health would be an issue. Yeah. So even on this earth, we need him. And that is why we are to worship him, serve him, fellowship with him. We are not doing him a favor. You see? Mark chapter 5, verse 26 said the woman spent he said the woman suffered many things at the hands of the physician and she spent all her money but we all know that this woman only Christ Jesus brought an end to her suffering there are sicknesses that no physician can heal Mm. as a pastor I've come across many Mm. and I still see many Many are suffering. If God asks me, or I'm given a choice, only one, like one grace, I'll ask for healing. I'll ask for that grace. Because when people are healed, instantly you could see the joy, instantly on their face. Instantly they change. Especially in this country, poverty cannot hold people in a certain sense. What has crippled many are sicknesses. So we will will need God. Amen. If not for healing to prevent you from sickness. Read it for me, please. Mark 5, verse 26. Mm -hmm. And had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and it was nothing better but rather grew worse. As a pastor, this scripture is alive to me than ever. I've come across all sorts of people, all races, those doing well, those not doing well. And this scripture is true. Every doctor, every man is not an issue. But there are cases where it will take only God. So I'm just saying that if you're on earth, we need God. And when you read Isaiah 53 verse 5, it says, by his stripes we were healed. So sometimes healed, he meaning taking place. So sometimes God will not even let you to be sick for him to heal you. He will heal you before even the sickness what manifest. So all I'm saying that on earth we need God. Mm-hmm. We need him. What you can do, you can do. But what you cannot do is to take God. And till you receive him and walk by him, it will be your limitation. People have problems. Many will not tell you. They will speak as if your problem is everything whilst they cover their own. Mm. I'm telling you. You are doing very well as a Christian and people envy you, but they will speak as if you are doing wrong. Be aware now. Mm. Remind yourself. Yeah. It's the best decision to have God and to worship him and serve him. You can't go wrong Mm -hmm. because it's an advantage rather. Please, let's read it. 
Isaiah 53, verse 5. Mm -hmm. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. So the reason why we've read all this is just to give us a glimpse, to, to, to remind us that we need God on earth and eternity. And that is the whole purpose and the whole agenda. That is the whole purpose and the whole agenda. There's a woman, she's now old, pension. She, when you speak to her about God, she hates God. You know, not like she hates God. And she'll speak negative things about God. Call God names. And her plan was, she's going to retirement. She's built a house. Everything already. Everything. Like secure all her plans. Good pension. Everything. Retirement, she's going. She visits Ghana every year. Enjoy the house she will be retiring in. Put the best, bus sofas, everything from Italy, ship. Yeah. Just before her pension, her knee. Her knee. Just before her pension. And her knee started getting worse and worse and worse. And there's no way she can live in Ghana. Because Ghana medical care is not there. And as I'm talking now, she's in a room that even <clears throat> sometimes to come down the stairs is a problem. So they have to find a way she can ease herself in the room. Yeah. 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 Still, she hasn't no Christ, nothing. <laughs> so me, I've seen the Bible being fulfilled. You see, like doctors have seen sicknesses that you have no idea. Like many when people come and they say they are sick, I ask, I don't know what is. And this, she's a nurse, isn't it? She will explain it. So imagine those who are at theater. Mm. So as a pastor, I've seen things. The scriptures are true. She's there. And every now and then, guess what? They will call her. You need to bring money because this is happening at the house. <laughs> Vanity. You see, so plans belong to man. But even your plans, God will need to help you in many cases. Some of us, God will need to help us. And our plans will not be fulfilled. So we have to be aware of it on this earth. On this earth. Many a times, my wife, who is the one who go and shop for her. Yeah. Her children are all also busy. Mm. Yeah. I'm not like, I'm talking, all these are true things. Because she did us good some time ago. So we will never forget her. And when you bring Christ, you get through the issue. Away. Wow. <laughs> Amen. So we need God on earth. Last but two or three scriptures. Mighty chapter 7 verse 25. So this is just to remind us. This is, we have to be happy that we have found Christ. We have to be happy that we are aware that there is eternity. And that here is temporary, which is a fact. Amen. And that we will live. I was in the house, me and my mother. Listen. When my father died, my mother told me not to go to the funeral. And other members said, he's your daddy. Go. It doesn't matter. He's your daddy. Last respect. And my mother felt bad. And I remember she telling me, not like I'm saying don't go, but it's up to you. You can't go. So my sisters also say, you have to go. You are the boy. 
So I went to the funeral. When I came from the funeral, uh, the funeral ended. Um, the funeral ended Sunday. Monday, I became very sick. And my mother, who was healthy, also became very sick on Monday. So all of us, both me and my mother, we were in bed for a whole week. So as a Sunday, I was still sick. But I said to myself, I remember in the evening, I said to my mother, I want to go to the pub. By then, I had a pub. I wasn't really a committed Christian. My mother was a strong Christian. I said to her, I want to go to the pub to force myself. Other than that, from Monday to Mini, because I was working for myself, meaning I'll have to be, you know, in bed. So I want to. So I went to the pub. I just left and went to the pub. About two hours time, my sister called me that my mother's sickness has what? Intensified. And I'm thinking, you know, women, you know, my sister's drama queen. So, so I said, <laughs> you know, that's what I was thinking. So I had a driver say, oh, please go and carry my mother to the hospital. So they went to take my mother to the hospital. When the driver left, about maybe two hours time, they called me that the local hospital they took my mother, uh, uh, said they have to take my mother to like another major hospital. So they are going, I said, okay. Like four hours time, they come that my mother is dead. <laughs> she's dead, she's just, oh, like, like, oh, seriously, that's it, she's dead. I just left her. Did she take my death? I don't know. I don't know. The moment she died, after her burial, my call came. And I knew she, she was supposed to be a pastor. Mm. Did God have mercy on me and decided to show me mercy by giving my mother's work to me, to give me a chance? Was I meant to die? Because I went for the funeral. She didn't go. I said, I just left her. That was it. She didn't, there was no sign. There was no, not, no thought like, oh, I won't see her again. That was it. Not like when I, I left, she was... I could walk, she could walk. That was it. So I'm just saying life is temporary. And death is sure. And eternity is real. We have to be aware of it. We must remind ourselves. And as we live here, we must live also for eternity. And we must also know that we need God here. I've seen very healthy people. Very healthy. You see them. And they behave very rudely healthy. And within six months... Hey, cancer, they, they change. They change. How can you be sure of yourself? Your trust must be in the Lord. Amen. 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 Please read it. Mm. Matthew 7, mm -hmm. verse 25. Mm -hmm. And the rain descended, mm -hmm. and the floods came, mm -hmm. and the winds blew and beat upon that house, mm -hmm. and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. So in life, there are floods. They are what? Storms. Mm -hmm. Storms will come. The flood also means problem. Storms. But it will take the rock for the storm not to destroy you, for the black flood not to destroy you. Who is the rock? Psalm 18 verse 2. God is the rock. So if you are, storms will come. You tell me, you... <laughs> Storms will come. Yeah, storms there, it will come.
problems will come, issues. And many of the problems, there are problems that yes, you can deal with it. But there are problems if God does not intervene, that will be it. So we, on earth, we, we need him. Please read it for us. Psalm 18, verse mm -hmm. 2. Mm -hmm. The Lord is my rock mm -hmm. and my fortress mm -hmm. and my deliverer, mm -hmm. my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. Amen. So he said, God is my what? Rock. rock. And Jesus said, the house on the rock, the storm what? Blew it. The flood came, but it was still there. Mm. So troubles will come. Yeah, challenges will come. But many of it, without God, that will be our end. But if God is with us, if we are with God on the rock, or he's with us, like Jesus was in the boat with his disciple, we will be fine. Mm. So what advice? I've said three things today. All I've said with all this scripture is that we have to remind ourselves of the real purpose of the church or of our salvation of all Christianity is that there's life after death and we are strangers here, not only as Christians, but all humans, that after death there will be judgment. Some will go to hell, for we will go to heaven. But when we get to heaven, will we have treasures there waiting for us? Have we laid treasures there? So we must work and live and intentionally build treasures what there. God is not against we having treasures on earth. But to have only treasures on earth and not in heaven is wrong. And to because of every treasure, you will lose your salvation, you have failed. Nothing is worth it. And the same thing you want, God wanted for you. God wanted for you. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. He said, the plans I have for you are plans to prosper you and to give you a future and a hope and not to what? Harm you. you. This is the plans God has for us. So church, let's go back to the word. Let's study the word. Let's read the word. Let's obey the word in its details. Let, let, it's that simple. Let's just obey the word. Mm -hmm. When you obey the word, you do well. When you obey the word, you automatically lay treasures in heaven. Because the word will make you do things that has earthly what. And when you truly, truly obey the scriptures, you prosper. Amen. Because it talks about everything. It talks about even how to work at important places. So if you see a man skilled at his work, he will serve before kings. So he will show you that the more skillful you are, the more higher positions you can mm. work. He shows you a lot of things. If you obey it fully, it, it is this way that I say, if you carry with your wife and you come and pray to me, I will not listen. You know there's a scripture like that, or we don't know. There's a scripture. He said, if a man fights with the wife and he come and pray to God, the fight, if have not been resolved, can hinder out his prayers. So if you are obeying this, won't you make peace? Yeah. So when you truly follow these scriptures, you prosper on F. When you follow it well, you prosper on F. You want to read the Jeremiah? We want to pray now. 
Jeremiah. Okay, read it then. Let's pray. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Mm -hmm. For I know the plans I have for you, declares mm -hmm. the Lord. Mm -hmm. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Mm -hmm. Plans to give you hope and a future. This is the plans God has for us. He also is aware of earthly pension. But it's not only earthly pension, but heavenly what? Pension. You have heard the word of God. You know this word, what it means to you. You know what God has spoken to you through this word, what he has brought into mind through this word. Lift up your voice and just begin to pray regarding this word. We believe you have been blessed by the teachings of God's word. For audio CDs, videos, books, and other information, please visit our website on www.devotionallightchurch.com. God bless you.